no more Bears Packers in prime time. <laughs> and more appropriately, no Moss. Uh, I understand they have to play twice a year. This is what they have to. We don't need to see that. Let's put them at 1 p.m. window and just let it roll. How many times do we have to see a nationally televised ass whooping of the Packers over the Bears? If it's not Aaron Jones, it's Jordy Nelson, it's Antonio Freeman. It's just it's the same game every time. You put it there and you think. Great! Bears, Packers, it's Nitschke and Butkus, that's a rivalry. No, it's not. It hasn't been for a long, Curly Lambo. No, no, I don't want to hear about Curly Lambo. I don't, uh, it's, you think it's this Yankees-Red Sox thing? The Yankees don't beat the Red Sox by 12 runs every yeah. single time they play. It's a lot of great history between the Bears and the Packers. None of it is recent. Rodgers' margin of victory over the Bears in prime time is over 15 points a game. <laughs> Favre's margin of victory was over 16 points a game. Look at the scoreboard, guys. It says 17 points. I love the Bears organization. They're working on some stuff. They're doing some stuff. In the meantime, no moss. No moss. And it would be one thing if the Packers just won all the time. It is a, a mercy rule boat race every time we watch the game. Rodgers just passed Drew Brees for the top five in passing touchdowns versus one opponent. Just some stat that nobody cares about. It seems great on paper. I'm asking. Who's our guy? Mike North, our guy? Yeah. I'm asking you, Mike, please, as a Chicagoan, but also as an American. <laughs> we don't need to see that anymore. I would rather have Jaguars-Jets. We've done the Packers-Bears thing. If Rodgers leaves, let's talk. But until then... No mas! Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Well, 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 as Jesus said unto his disciples, I own thee, I own thee. The bears are just terrible. The bears are terrible. And, and the bears have always been terrible against the Packers. Here's some, here's some history for you. Ready for this? Yep. Since 1992, the Packers are 47 and 15 against the bears since 1992. Okay. Favre had an average margin of victory over the Bears of 15 points. Rodgers, average margin of victory, 16 points. They win by 17 points last night. Leave it for the Bears to give us the tune-up game that gets us going, right? And we weren't even scratching the potential of this team right now. Like, we're not full go kicking ass. Like if we have this type of performance against the Bucks next week, we're, we're not going to win. The run game was on point. Well, the run game was on point, right? And I know that some fans go, why do we have Dylan back there? You know why we have Dylan back there? Let me explain something to you. Yes, Aaron Jones breaks off 
20 yard runs and, and, and does this crazy stuff. Absolutely. The reason why we have Dylan back there is if you need three yards, Dylan gets us five yards. If you need eight yards, Dylan gets us five yards. It doesn't matter. Dylan's going forward and he hammers that defensive line. I, I think they could have sprinkled Dylan in a little bit more and maybe they start using some of those run plays, those counter and off tackle plays for Dylan. Cause Dylan always seems to be getting this. I'm in the shotgun. That's what I was going to ask you. So why is the utilization of Dylan always? So whenever it's Aaron Jones, they're under center with him yeah. in the back. When Dylan is in the backfield by himself, it's in a shotgun formation. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And you know, and everybody's going to say, oh, Dylan fumbled that ball. First off, Dylan did not fumble that ball. And this is your key, okay? Did you see Runyon, or Tunyon running from right to left? He's the lead block there for Dylan. Dylan counterstepped to the right, and then he's supposed to run to the left. Rodgers was supposed to run the other way. And yeah, secondly, mm -hmm. Rodgers is supposed to place that in the numbers. The running back isn't looking down for the ball. He has his hands, his arms open, ready to accept the ball. And that ball has to be pushed up and against he's looking, his yeah, jersey. He's looking straight at the line. He's not looking the ball into his hands. He's expecting the ball there and just clamp down. And he's yeah. already reading the play before. Yep. Yeah. Three fumbles, man. One lost. You know, that that exchange from Myers as well. I don't know what the hell he was snapping oh. to. I don't know. I don't know if Watson maybe just kind of was early on. He was late. He was late was on he? coming across. He was late. And Myers did not have a very good game. There was a handful of times that Rodgers got sacked where Myers was standing there looking back. And when you rewatch it, you can see Myers goes to the left and just leaves the nose tackle to go right through. And then Myers is going, oh, crap, that's my guy. So let's get let's get the bad out of the way. What are you saying? Then we'll get into what we obviously know is good. But the bad, my, my concerns, uh, number one concern is this offensive line, man. And I'm yes. going to give Jenkins a pass because it's his first game back after everything. But Aaron Rodgers is under constant duress and you were not giving him that 2.59 seconds for him to find those deeper routes or find anything past 20 yards at this point. You know, like the hero ball stuff that we talk about, it's not necessarily hero ball. It's just giving him a little bit of time to look down the field. There's no time. And I'm not going to give credit to the Bears fucking line for this. And I know that the Vikings did this to us last week as well. But my, this offensive line since February and leading into the draft was my number one concern and we have not really fixed it. And I'm worried. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're absolutely right. There's a handful of issues here. I mean, maybe getting Bakhtiari back shores up the other side. Yash did a pretty good job. Uh, he worked on uh, Quinn. I mean, that's a tough assignment to pull. Um, Jenkins had a couple of ugh, plays, mm -hmm. but then he had a bunch of all right plays. Uh, uh, Runyon being out there uh, and okay. then yeah Myers had a really off game which is odd for him I don't think I've ever seen him play a game that looked like that and then of course I just think the whole offensive line like their grade should be on the run an A and on pass protection a C it, it, yeah. it wasn't exactly it always seemed it always well, we seemed like Rodgers was running, right? Yep. It never just not never comfortable in the pocket, not setting. They're not giving him time to settle into the pocket, right? Like he's just constantly having to bounce around inside as opposed to just setting up and being comfortable. And yeah. the run blocking, it's because they're moving forward. They're doing great. But when they're having to step back is where they're having issues. Now, 
you know, two back sets, 10 snaps, and that kind of helps a little bit where you have guys chipping a little bit, right, to help the offensive line. Well, and Dil- is- Dylan laid a smackdown of a block for Aaron yeah. Jones. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, the, the offensive line, here's the other bad. Why do we get into the fourth quarter or even the second half and we only use two D linemen? They were only like two scores at the time. You're going to let them run all the way down on you. And it's not even a matter of, well, see, we're going to let them run because it takes more time off the clock. Yeah, it would, except they were getting 20-yard chunks at a time. And three plays later, not a minute and a half later, they're standing on our goal line. Well, we stopped them at. I don't think we did. I, I, I think Fields got robbed of a touchdown there. Now, this doesn't change the outcome. We still win. And in fact, it probably even turns the offense up just a little bit more in the fourth quarter because we would need to, you know, get one more touchdown. Matt LaFleur, again, historically wins the game after he loses and wins by a margin of at least 14. He won by 17. But this this defensive line, I Barry can't make the adjustments that need to be made in the game. And it's very apparent. Montgomery was killing us. I mean, on their first drive, when they scored a touchdown, Montgomery gashed us. And then what do they do? They go away from the run for a whole, for the rest of the first half. I don't get that. Well, it might've been, I was thinking about that because of the adjustments that we're talking about that Barry needs to do. Um, And we'll get into there. Once we get into mailbag here in a second, um, there's a couple questions on that just in terms of, of the quarters, but I think what Barry did, and I need to go back and look at at the 22 just to kind of really focus on what we did to take away. We dared them to run, right? And they were running all over us. But I don't know how much of it was – Fields looked confused. You know, Fields, like – Fields looked exactly how Fields looked yeah. last year, how he always looks. This is what puzzles me about Bears fans. Do you not see – your quarterback, yeah. he's not very not good. good. He's not, he's good. not good. good. He can't hit the side of a fucking barn. Like, it's just. He, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Exactly. So, But he did hit that- Jair. He did hit Jair right in the dead chest. Jair was on the other side of the field. The other side of the field. That, that interception by Jair is a little dig towards Barry. You know, one of those. Hey, see what I can do? You know, that was one of those. It's all good. And, you know, he's going to do what the team wants him to do. But that was definitely one of those. Hey, I'm a lot better than. Well, how much is the uh, the defense? I'm, 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 I'm going to try to walk, like, talk through that this defense is doing what it's supposed to do. And the players just need to be in the right place because this is a re- read and react defense. This is not a, like you're putting them in zones. They're reading the quarterback size and exactly what Jair did followed him, came across the formation on the back end, all the way from the other side to step in front of that throw. And I could see it. Like everybody's watching Jair. Cause we're watching it. You're watching yeah. Jair. Like, why are you going to throw it there? There goes Jair. There goes Jair. There goes Jair right in the chest slides out of bounds. Right? Like, yeah. But, so Barry's defense with this, zone concept is kind of that right they're going to stay in there and they're going to react to whatever the quarterback is doing but the problem with that is they're going to continue running all over us because we're so soft up front right so we're soft up front because we only use two d linemen there we are in goal line defense and we got two d linemen 
It wasn't until they were on the half yard line that he said, okay, let's put four guys in there. Are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? I would put four guys on the line all day, every day against Justin Fields because the only weapon he has is Montgomery. That's it. He's not hitting Mooney. He's not hitting any of these other guys with our DBs. Razul Douglas, seeing that, did you see him see that screen? He was yelling it. He was yelling at Campbell. Then he yelled over at Stokes, pointed, like here it comes right here. And he started to run it before, before Fields even got under center. He started to run it. He had to back up. He's like, wait, 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 wait. And then as soon as Fields got under center, he ran it, caught the guy in the backfield. Douglas saw it, saw the lineup and was like, that's happening. It's happening right now in front of me and I'm going to blow it up. And once again, you know, they blew it up. Oh, Eric Stokes, Eric Stokes. Fantastic. A couple of times he stood in that hole with Montgomery and made the tackle. I mean, I think the defense stood up a little more, mm-hmm. but I think Barry's in-game adjustments are the reason why the bear, what they run for 228. Like yeah. it was ridiculous. It was yeah. ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Like just looking at this, I mean, you look at so it was one sack from Gary and two from Preston. And yeah. Preston, I'm gonna be surprised if he does not have an elite grade. I mean, that dude, he had five, fucking five pressures, dude, and two sacks. <laughs> that last sack that he had was so oh. perfect. He stood right there. He waited to see what Justin Fields was going to do. Justin Fields delayed a little bit and then rolled out. Preston was like, you're mine. Yep. And that was, yeah. And Gary, Gary is an absolute beast. Gary is just, listen, I'm just going to throw your tackle on you and then cover you both up. And Gary's a beast. Defense looked a lot better. Campbell missing a handful of uh, tackles. Quay Walker, again, just a machine out there. Every single play, Quay Walker is standing next to – he's either involved in the tackle or he's standing next to it. Quay, Quay needs to get some more blitzes. That's what I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. There's a couple more blitzes out of Quay. You want to go 2D linemen and be fancy-smancy and give them the whole – I mean, and this is, this is my whole point about 2D linemen, okay? They're using five old linemen. Now, let's say these old linemen are, just for argument's sake, all 300 pounds. That's 1,500 pounds of – plowing forward and we're going to use two d linemen 600 pounds to try and offset that oh don't worry we're also using preston smith and gary (laughs) no 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 they're plowing through and these old linemen that are pulling are coming through those holes and they Mm -hmm. are blocking down on dbs okay now you're having a second level by the time anything is happening they're already at the second level you're having 300 pound guys block 180 pound guys. It's not hard for them. Put three guys on the D line. Keep them there. Don't think of anything else. You want to put two guys on the D line? Do it when it's third and 28. Right. Right? Do it then. I mean, Jesus, it was second and 28. They handed it off and he just ran right up the middle for like 27. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got to be kidding me. Yep. Barry. Barry, make an adjustment, pal. Just one. I got an idea. Here, just I'm just spitting this out. Quay Walker seems to be a little bit faster than Montgomery. Hey, Quay, why don't you spy on Montgomery when it's second and 28? No, he's got Quay running a bubble uh, zone 18 yards deep. He's got all the DBs 
Did you watch any of the other games yesterday? Did you watch the Jets game or any of that? No. Man, okay, so the Browns are in second and 22, and the Jets are – the DBs are lined up two yards off the wide receivers. We're in second and eight, and our DBs are nine yards deep. Mm -hmm. Like, Barry, adjustments, please. Oh, and, and everybody says, well, it's such a complicated – see, what you have to do – I'm pushing up my – imaginary nerd glasses here. yeah the tape with the tape uh, yeah. see uh what you have to do is you have to let the entire defense know that uh, you're moving up and uh, something's gonna no you don't no you don't you're standing on the sidelines you watch your tvs line up and you go hey and they look at you you go move forward closer to the ball right you get them to take a couple of steps up you go there right like that's it in-game adjustment done you can use take my sound bite and you can play that over the fucking speaker at Lambo next time. Move forward there. You know how many in-game adjustments we would make as a deep as a as a defensive coaching staff during a game? And this isn't even this isn't even NFL. This isn't even professional. This is this is like a major level, which is like one step under college. Okay. And we would be standing there going, you're gonna move up two steps here. You need to move three steps to the right. And that's going to eliminate where he likes to go. And it's going to make him do something different. Make them do something different. Here's the, so here's a question for you, man. Um, Cause that's like leading into my second concern with, um, cause you kind of touched upon it here on the team and it's, it's communication issues, man. And it's all the way from even on the field, like you saw the, the, the box snap, the fumbles, all of that, that we're talking about, but it's really just communication. And there's also, when you have 50 people on a, on, what is that? Oh, sweet dude. Bad ass. Another one. All right. We'll, we'll shout out these Patreons we're getting, dude. That's fantastic. But, um, that lack of communication, even from the coaching staff, even up in the box, down to the coaches, down on the field, and from the coaches onto the field, like what? There's something there that's yeah. causing issues where, yeah. like last week, everybody talked about you're supposed to run the ball more. No shit. At one point, you're telling me that 50 coaches couldn't say we're getting 9.8 yards of carry. Like, let yeah. them know to keep running the ball. And same thing yeah. here. Like, when we're getting beat and gashed on the ground, what does it take to say, hey, why don't you bring eight guys into the box and just let our fucking badass DBs handle the back end? Like, why do you continue doing the same thing? And it's Something, not like. See, I, you and I touched upon it with last week's game. I think that the Packers, they, pro, they were one of the ones to protest loudly about 17 games. I think they treat the first game. It's a 15-game season, right? I think mm -hmm. they treat the first game as a preseason game. And that's how they treated it. And that's why we only saw Jones run so much and Dylan run so much. And that was that, right? Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, well, we lost. I guess what he figures is, is we normally split with the Vikings anyway. I get the mentality. I don't agree with it. When you step in that gladiator's ring, it's fight to the death. Give it 100%. So there's something missing. There's something that's happening. And I think it's at Lafleur's level where, I mean, because it, it, it's just like when when there's a challenge flag, you've got 10 or 11 different people that are watching the, and they, they get on the headset and they go, challenge it, challenge it. Or they go, Oh, don't, don't, don't bother. Don't bother. Right. Mm. Somebody's got to say Jones is averaging 9.8 yards per carry. Why are we not using him? And I, I have to believe that somebody is saying that because I have worn those headsets 
And I have had different coaches from the offense, from special teams go, you're losing contain on the right side. Your, your, your right end is getting blown up. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you, you say that I've watched offenses and gone, listen, you've got a huge hole. Start running between the left guard. There's a huge hole there. You have to see it. Everybody's trying to help each other out. I think Lafleur out coaches himself quite a bit and we've seen it in other games. He gets cute. He gets, you know, and then Chris Collins were touched upon it. I mean, I know Mr. You know, piano teeth. I know most of the time we don't like to hear him, but Chris Collinsworth said it. He said, so all of those plays come in and Rogers gets to determine whether it's a run or a pass. Yeah. I mean, it's two playbooks. We've talked about this before. Yeah. And we're not trying to be like for everybody listening. We're just trying to get all of the bad out of it because we don't want to overreact to we, cause we did, we completely beat down the bears, but understanding that the bears are not a very good team. I think no. we made the Vikings look better than what they yeah. are as yeah. well. So let's, it's just put, let's put everything in perspective because look, they did what they were supposed to do. They ran the ball. And like I said, anytime our running backs get 35 or more touches, Matt LaFleur is undefeated. They had 38 touches in the game. So, you know, 18 carries and 15 carries plus the targets and the catches. And, you know, Dylan, God, that pass, that, that quick screen pass where he just threw it behind him and Dylan couldn't get it. There was oh. nobody in front of him and it was just not. But again, because he was being harassed, like Aaron Rodgers is bouncing around in the pocket. And it, I just, I really hope that we can fix that. Hey, do you want to get into mailbag? Well, I do want to say one thing. Yeah. Sammy Watkins is a beast. Dude. He looks real. <laughs> he looks good. And hey, uh, how Dobbs do? Not too freaking shabby. A couple of catches, uh, a couple of screens. I mean, he wasn't put in any very good positions to uh, to uh, really make he a play. Blocking. And there was he was blocking. Yeah, he's forty-two percent, forty-two snaps, and he was blocking. That's what he was. But doing. I I saw him out there more than Watson. Absolutely, because of his blocking ability. I'm telling you, they were going to run the ball down the throat and. Alan Lazard, same thing. Like, you've got these grinders, right? And if you're a grinder and you can block, you're going to be on the field quite a bit. So Dobbs is Dobbs, is Dobbs man. That dude is – he's got so much Amari Rogers. Amari Rogers looks pretty good back there as the returner. There was a couple of little shaky uh, spots there. It was like, yeah, right? But listen, returning punts is not an easy bloody thing. That ball is going end over end. If you take your eyes off that ball for half a second, it hits your mask, it hits your chest, it hits your hands the wrong way, and suddenly you're looking at a fumble. Plus, you've got these guys screaming down at you at 4-3 speed that are trying to just break your neck. It's, it's not easy. It's not easy. I returned one punt in my entire career, and I, I watched it, watched it, watched it. I waved my hand up for the fair catch. And just as the ball came in, it slipped. I mean, thankfully, it slipped between my arms. It went between my legs, and I sat on it like a chicken on an egg. Yeah. And they gave it to me. <laughs> but uh, I watched it come all the way in, and it went right through my hands. It's 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 not an easy thing to do. And Amari Rogers, he's looking a little bit more comfortable out there. Had a couple of nice returns, right? Mm-hmm. He had one there for 27. Had another one for 24. Not bad. Not bad. Considering what we've had before, huge improvement. On the scale of the NFL, eh, 29 out of 32. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, the special teams, there were a couple snaps. You know, Jair played two snaps on special teams. So they're going to sprinkle in these, I I think, on those critical kind of game-changing punt, like change of possessions. They're going to put 
this this the starters into that like once the game is out of hand and there's no need i think they won't use him but i mean they used jair when it was seven to three and jair is out there on special teams why because we needed to stop you know like it was yeah. like we're gonna let these guys score on special teams give them a short field and after they punted that then it was 21 straight points rattled off in the second quarter man and you know there's We've got a little bit of a mailbag question here in terms of just like per quarter, what is it? What do we have to do? Right. So, and we'll get into that a little bit here, but uh, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do mailbag. Yeah. Let's do mailbag. Mailbag. Not the one with hair, but with an envelope. <laughs> Mailbag Monday, sponsored by Manscaped. If you if you want your bush to look, have you got bush? What is it? <laughs> I can't even remember that. I can't even hear it now. There it is. There it is. Yeah, I like I that. My, I got my kit, and as we get into Mailbag, the first thing I'm going to tell you is it is as advertised because um it's it's just it's fantastic man like you have the guard on that you have to do for like the the, the top part of the mop right but once you start getting into the boys i actually took off the guard just to, to i never see. even I, I i while we're i i while we're gonna do it right away aren't we might as well right I, yeah i'll go do first. it right now i'll go first Let's do it right now. Okay, go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. Oh, yours are so smooth. It's just coming straight across. Dude, look, nothing. It's just yours no is nicks. like like a like a silk purse. Yeah, it's like no nicks, dude. Look at this. Okay, hold on. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try mine. I'll try mine. Ooh, ooh, I caught myself a little bit there. I caught myself a little bit there. Dude. Ignore the ignore the rash. <laughs> no, the lotion, <laughs> the refresher, all of it, dude. It really is, man. It is a fantastic just men's grooming product in the sense of because I've always had clippers, dude. Like every, you always have to kind of trim, but to have something that's actually designed for it is awesome. The only thing that I'm going to ask Manscaped to do is. On the charger, you should have somewhere to put your accessories, you know, the little guards and the brush and everything, because if not, yeah. they're floating around and they're going to get lost. So the only suggestion I have is when you have the kit and you're sending in the lawnmower, I would put like maybe a little tray there somewhere where you can. Well, that's with that little bag. I kept that little bag that they came in and I put that in the leather bag, right? Because you put the whole thing in the leather bag. I, yep. I, I, I like this. The deodorant and the refresher. I swear by these things. These things should have been handed to us when we were, you know, 15, 16 years old. This, the deodorant smells great. It leaves them nice and dry all day. I'm telling you, I love the deodorant. Love yeah, it. it was awesome. It really is. But no, thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring us and giving us these kits. I mean, we're going to continue to... What's cool about them is they're like, no, we want your honest opinion on this. Don't just start talking about us. We want you to try it out and let everybody know how you feel. And I'm telling you... This is not a joke. Like I, I let it grow out to really test the lawnmower before when I knew it was coming. And it took a couple passes, but it's great, man. Like there's just no issues with it whatsoever. Was able to go through it. And 
Um, it's pretty badass. It's just, it, it is definitely a step up from what I had before. And you don't even realize your, it, have it. Your significant other will thank you for having a clean workspace. Correct. Accurate. That's, that's it. You don't have to go Kojak, right? You don't have to go completely or anything. Just a little, just a little hedge trim. Yep. Just a little cleanup. Yep. Let's do, let's do some Monday mailbag here. So, uh, I've only got, I, I got one here. Oliver close off. He says, who's more likely to be a Packer next year? Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, or David Bakhtiari? That's a great question. So I don't think it's Bach. And I know people hate hearing this, but look, it has been a year and two weeks. And I said, if, if, if Bach is going to come back, it's going to be by week four. But even if he comes back, the Packers have a tendency, right? Whilst guys still have a perceived value to get rid of them. Now, I understand that probably because of Aaron um, and that relationship that they've got, that Bach is on there, um, is part of the reason, kind of like why Randall Cobb is on the team to a certain extent. You need those veterans. But from a financial standpoint, it makes absolutely no sense to keep Bakhtiari on this team. You look at Brian Bulaga, and when he left, just after an injury-riddled season, and then he came back, played a couple games, and then the Chargers picked him up, and he played four full downs for them in the entire season. It's kind of with Bach, I'm a little bit concerned because we don't have, like, Yash is fine. He's not Bach, and Bach is outstanding. So I don't think it's Bach. Do you disagree with anything I said on Bach? Do you see it differently? Do you see it playing out differently for him? They keep mentioning that Aaron Rodgers signed a three-year deal, and I'm thinking Aaron's going to play one more year. Mm -hmm. They're not going to get rid of Jones. You can't because he is going to be love's main weapon. And they'll restructure his – and that's the way that Aaron Jones is structured. He's structured in a sense where he got paid $48 million, They deferred the money. But what they'll do is they'll just tack on maybe another year or two and spread the money out. But they'll continue using Aaron Jones. I'm telling you, dude, that besides the fact that I think this is probably one of the best performances outside of that Dallas game where he scored four touchdowns of where he was just absolutely dominant. And you see how important he is to this team. He's not going anywhere. And he's going to end up as the greatest running back in Packers history. That's kind of what I think, too. I think, unfortunately for Bakhtiari, every week that he is set back is another nail in the coffin. I mean, this poor guy, Jenkins is back, and that's really what's hurting him. Now, I know they don't want to rush Bakhtiari. I know that that's the last thing you want to do, but the clock is ticking. Two weeks. If not, like, if he's not back in two weeks – then, I mean, dude, he's not going to be able to play. Like, you can't – it's been an entire year. You played a half and re-injured yourself. You've had two surgeries since last Three. season. Three. Oh, he had Three. that – Yeah. In the offseason. Yeah. And they're saying it's not even his knee with this last one. It was like, you know when you get injured – and this is what happened to me all the time. It's like you kind of try to favor what's hurt, not necessarily because it's injured, but because you don't want to re-injure it. So it's like that mental thing. So what do you do? You compensate with another part of your body. And next thing you know, something else starts hurting or you pull a hammy or you pull a glute or you pull a calf or you pull all these soft tissues because you're trying to protect the injury. And I think that's what he's going through now. It's his knee is fine. Everything is good. And, and Deepak, you know, our doc also said, you know, it's not the knee that's an issue. It's 
everything else, like whatever, when he was limping around, people were showing that limp, that was his other leg. It wasn't his knee leg. So I'm just concerned that it's compounding constantly. So I just don't expect Bach back, man. Like it's unfortunate because I love the dude, but he's the one who makes the, of the three, the least sense to come back next year. I think so. And he's the highest paid. Yep, exactly. Another question here. Um, and this is, Historically, again, a question that, that we continue to have to answer every single week and every single year is we have the greatest second quarters of any team in terms of scoring. Historically, we are just we scored 21 unanswered points in the second quarter. But why can we only score a total of three points in the second half? Like that's not going to put that's that all gas, no break, all of these things that they're talking about. We need to continue if we want to win a Super Bowl and we want to go get past the NFC championship game or even win a playoff game in the fucking first place is you can't disappear in the second half the way we have, especially the third quarter. And the question is like, why can we not score in the third quarter? I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Okay. This goes back to like Joe Barry, not being able to make in game adjustments. Lafleur will not waver from his pre-game assessment of what he's going to do. So he comes up with a game plan. It takes him all week. He comes up with a game plan. This is what we want to do. This is what we want to attack. This is the formations we want to run. And instead of throwing some of those ideas out, he stays with them and goes with them. Mm -hmm. The other side of it too is, is Rogers does not like to take the spotlight off of Rogers. Case in point, Eddie yeah. Lacy. Eddie mm -hmm. Lacy, any of our running backs seem to have a good game or two. Like you watch the next game that we play here. We're not going to see as much of Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones will be talked about all week and Aaron doesn't like the spotlight on somebody else, right? Rogers likes the spotlight back on him. So he's going to try and force a few more balls and force a few more plays in there. He can't play patiently. And he's not going to put up MVP numbers because of that, because he's spreading yeah. the ball around so much and the patience component of it, which is something that he needs to learn. I don't anticipate him putting up MVP numbers or winning the MVP just because this team makeup is different. Now, again, this goes back to adjustments, right? Which at halftime, and I understand that it's not necessarily that you have 15 minutes because by the time you go inside and you sit down, you have maybe time for a two minute talk or one minute talk before you have to head out back out. So that's not the point. It's those in-game adjustments, but coming out of the third quarter, it just, it's this continual thing that we've talked about with the attitude of the team and how they kind of approach everything, right? Like it's just this, this snowball that keeps going. that has been going on for three years and it's been going on even before then. I mean, under Matt LaFleur, we are not a very good third quarter and a closing team. Now, Aaron Rodgers, fantastic. We always come out dead flat. Always. We always come out dead flat out of halftime. So what against Tampa, we can't do that. So that, that's something you're going to want to look at with Tampa because, look, Tampa's offensive line is absolute garbage. So we should have Tom Brady under duress. But once we start getting into that third and fourth quarter, right, where it starts to crunch time and everybody's figured it out and all the – quote unquote adjustments have been made because we know Tampa does a very good job of doing quick that. adjustments, quick adjustments so in Tampa. Bruce Aarons is good at it. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Right? Like that's, I don't know, man, to tell you why we don't score in the third quarter because it's been three years of ineptitude. Right. And that question was from Gooseborn one. Now we've got another question from green Bay Packer owns the North at Green Bay Packer owns the North. Uh, this is Chris. He says, what's going on with the defense? It just seems like they're not living up to preseason expectations. What's, yes. your, 
what's your thought of this defense? Yes. We only held them. Well, I mean, <laughs> we held them to 228 total yards. They converted one, one of eight third down opportunities. So the defense did their job. We had an interception. We had three sacks. I mean, we got run out. Maybe it's the the run defense that's a concern, but. I mean, we, 228 total yards, total yards. That's Barry does not make in-game adjustments. We have three, arguably three of the best corners in the league, and he puts them in zone. I mean, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? He's running the wrong defense, and I know everybody goes, well, we seem to be winning games. Are we? Yeah. We're one and one right now, and when we get into those games where it matters, those teams tear us apart. Yeah. Where – you know, everybody goes, the analytics, the analytics, the analytics. This is what, and you hear on other podcasts, you get the monotone. So the Packers had 203 yards. That's analytics. Yeah. Okay? Analytics gets thrown out the window. Come playoff time, come crunch time, come the last two minutes. Take a look at, hey, Nick Chubb. Here, here's one for you. Nick go. Chubb scores with less than two minutes left to go up by two. And everybody says, oh, if he would have taken the knee, woulda, shoulda, coulda, if I coulda, woulda. No. If my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. The, the, the right play on that one, they're only up by one. The right play on that one is to go up by two, kick the ball off, and have your defense make one stop. All they right. have to do is make one stop, and they couldn't. And they're blaming Nick Chubb. You're not seeing the bigger picture. The bigger picture for our defense is, is – we're not making the adjustments that need to be made, and we're not letting our superstars play like superstars. Jair can go out there on an island, okay? And, yeah. and we don't let him. We don't let him. Stokes can go out there on an island. Douglas can go out there on an island. But we don't let him. No. We just don't let them. And, and it's not going to change, and it's going to be a frustration no. for us. So just get used to it, man. This yeah. defense is going to continue. The guys are going to have to make plays. That's what's going to happen is these guys are going to have to just – it's not anti – against the scheme that they're playing, these guys are going to have to rise above it just like Jair did coming across the formation to take that INT out. Um, Razul Douglas pre-reading a screen pass and blowing it up before it happened. Kwai Walker constantly being in the backfield because of what they're reading. It's a read-and-react defense at this point. And yeah. we're going to have to get used to it. We're going to get burned on the ground quite a bit this season. Um, Especially but, when we put two D linemen in our goal line defense. I mean, where, where? Just, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, how, how do you not realize, like, if I line up as quarterback and I look down and I see there's only two D linemen, I'm like, we're running. Yep. We're yep. running. Yep. I'd be yelling, kill, kill, kill. Tapping my helmet, tapping my butt, whatever it is. I'd be like, right through here. And I'd even show it. I'm going to run it right through here because you've only got two fat guys on the line. At least right. when you put three fat guys on the line, it's like, all right, listen, we, maybe we got to change it up a little bit. But again, this goes back to Lafleur and Barry are hand in hand. The in-game adjustments are something that just don't, they just don't seem to happen. He sticks with that game plan and he stays with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a handful of plays too, where he hit Watkins or he hit uh, Cobb. And if you watch on the outside, Watson was gone and you thought, oh, we're going to go back to that play. We never went back to that play. Nope. We never went back to that play. Yeah. I mean, we, we can just leave it at that, dude. It's just frustrating, but it is what it is for the rest of the season. Game but two. It's game two. We righted the ship. We're one and one. The bears still suck. 
Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears. Let's take a break. Hey, guys. Uh, once again, absolute pleasure to be on Packers Without Borders. It's a show where you can come on. And it doesn't matter what you're talking about. It could be sports. We're talking about ways that, you know, the change the brain, anxiety, you name it, politics. It doesn't matter. You can come on here. You can talk about it. You're not judged. You can you can you can talk about whatever you need to talk about, man. It's 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 open minded. It's what we need more of. You see so much of where everybody is just you know, hey, this is my way and it's the only way, and that's why shit doesn't get done. You know what I'm saying? When people are open minded, they want to hear other people's ideas, they want to learn, they want to get knowledge. Packers without borders, that's where you go, man. It's not closed minded. It's open. They want to make things better and they want to have a great laugh. You can't go wrong with it. Packers without borders, my boys. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Also, you can find our merch on PackersWithoutBorders.MyShopify.com and TeePublic if you want cups, mugs, and those types of things. You can also visit us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders and give us some money. And AudibleTrial.com front slash Packers Without Borders. Give them a click. Check them out. Try that 30-day free trial with them and enjoy your books. You can also use coupon code Dos Papas for all your Manscaped products. Peace and go pack go. But I've never touched nothing. Mm-hmm. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. 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 Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. You are listening to my dad and his friend Bruce on Packers without borders. Break is over. Listen, we got to read this stuff again, don't we? Yeah, we do. Okay, let's do it. Are you going to do the first part and I'll do the second part? Or do you want me to do the first part? Let me go. I need to pull it up first. You know what? Let's I'll shout do the out. first part. You want to shout out first while I look this up? The Our new Patreons while I'm looking up? Or are you looking up the... the I'm staring at this here. So we got Brad and we got Jay, our new Patreons. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Jay. We'll, uh, we appreciate that. We'll buy copious amounts of drugs with that money. Um, not too copious. It's like 25 bucks total. You can't get no. too much with that. No, but no, you, no. Get, you, you can get we just get enough. We need to get you a laptop is what we need to get We you. can get you just enough drugs. Okay. Football is back, baby. We're back to seeing Rogers sling beautiful balls all over the field, and your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls all season long. Manscaped state-of-the-art tech will have your weapon looking more loaded than the NFC North. That's pretty easy. The NFC North is not very loaded. Football might be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men around the world who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code DOSPAPAS, D-O-S-P-A-P-A-S. Listen, guys, I know we keep pumping this, and I know we keep saying this. This is the, this is, this is the bare bones here. This is the facts, okay? We've had other offers. We've had other sponsored people come to us, 
and they've said, you know, hey, listen, we, we like this. You can't do this. You can't do that. No more of these pirate games. No more of this. No more of that. And we said, yeah. What's so, <laughs> get bent, right? <laughs> get bent. This is half the fun for us. If it's not fun for us, we're not going to do it. Manscaped, they want us to just be us. And, and, and we got to push their product a little bit. And I get it. I listen to some of these podcasts and I hear guys constantly asking for money, asking for money, asking for money. And I roll my eyes and I think, and we do the same thing. I know. Right. <laughs> it I, is what I get is. it. This is, this is, this is, this is the bottom line here. The more money we can get, the more money we can give away. That's all we're doing. That's it, man. In there. And we've got a goal that we need to meet with Manscaped. So if you just hop in there, and use the code DOS PAPAS, D-O-S-P-A-P-A-S. Look, guys, I mean, look, it's waterproof. It reduces foot odor. The lawnmower 4 trims helps to reduce any type of nicks that you have. It reduces the risk of ingrown hairs, reduces the risk of grooming accidents, all of it. Just, it really is. And, and we're saying this from the heart. They asked us not to say anything until we tried it out. Just try it out. Even if you just want to get some ball deodorant, whatever it is. But do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor and use the code. Get that ball deodorant. I'm telling you, your significant other will thank you. Okay. I'm just saying it smells good and it, you know what? It it feels good. It feels good. And That's it. I'm going to, I'm going to leave guys. it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Yep. Thank you guys for your support. Seriously. Yeah, man. We, we oh, really appreciate it. We're, we're grassroots. I mean, geez, Bruce is driving across the border to pick up t-shirts that are custom made so that you guys can get custom made shirts. There's no, there's really no money to be made there. This is Bruce doing this out of his own, you know, generosity, making sure that you guys have gear and maybe you promote our podcast a little bit. Maybe we can, you know, get a, a, a sponsor who wants to give us a lot more stuff to give away. I mean, that's kind of what we're looking for here, guys. Unless we start making hundreds of thousands of dollars, we're basically just going to be giving back anything that we get. I mean, Absolutely. we've already... We've already spoken to a couple of these different uh, uh, sponsors and said, listen, uh, give us a handful of your stuff so that we can give it away. Yep. And look, I I'm going to shout out here because we did get another. So Lifetime Packers fan um, on here, Purple Ducky 99 on Brent. So this is from Brent. You know, these these reviews honestly help us more than you can possibly imagine. We have a bunch of just so you know how how podcasts work. Um, we have a lot of marketing people trying to pump up our numbers and offering services to us because really what shows up on iTunes is really what dictates what we can present to sponsors. So whenever you guys leave a review like this, like, look, man, Brent, thank you so much. It says great podcast, Matt and Bruce break down rosters, games, et cetera, in a fun, but highly knowledgeable angle. The show isn't all about football and the Packers either. These two dads that share aspects of their lives and parenting and just bring it all together with the sports into a very enjoyable hour. I have never listened to a podcast that is so in tune with their fan base and such a good connection with the interaction with the listeners. Just a great show all around. So that that's exactly the essence of what this podcast is supposed to do. You know, we, we give up a lot of our free time, obviously, for this. And we're giving it to you guys and really appreciate the support. I mean, this is a long commercial for Manscaped and for us. Obviously, we're doing this. But really, it is an appreciation. But what else are you going to do? You're going to listen to us. You're going to yeah. listen to us. You're not going to do anything else. You ain't, you ain't up to much. <laughs> Dude, it was a man. What a weekend, right? I mean, there was well, just from an entire day and waiting into the last game. I didn't see any, I didn't watch any football during the day. There was just really, 
yeah, I didn't, I just, I didn't want to, man. I want to spend some time with the family. I've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, and was just looking forward to this game. It's having to find that balance right now between work and family and the podcast, which is basically my free time, right? At this point, just like you, right? Like this is just squeezing all of this in has been, it's been a challenge, man. Like it's, it's trying to find that center again, you know? I, uh, I, of course, the, the Packers didn't play until the evening, so I had the whole day. And so um, my daughter went, because uh, she's on the varsity team. I know I'm going to say that a hundred more times. Yeah. But she had to, uh, she went and got uh, new shoes. You know, it's one of these things where uh, you get shoes and stuff for your kids, and then you see what everyone else is wearing. Yeah. And I know my kids aren't superficial, but at the same time, I was a kid, and when I was wearing, see, growing up, it was called Zellers and Woco, yeah. but it's like the Walmart specials, right? You're wearing yeah. the Walmart special shoes, and then you see the other kids are wearing all of these high-end stuff. It was one thing for me to just kind of ignore it because I was going to school. It was another thing when I was in sports because everybody on the team was wearing Reebok Pitbull cleats mm-hmm. and so if you did not wear reebok pitbull pitbull cleats then there was an issue right uh, kids would point it out and so i watched her come out of practice on friday and uh i watched everybody else come out and they're all wearing the exact same type of uh i, I guess it's like an adidas short mm-hmm. and uh they're wearing these compression shirts for volleyball and they've all got brand new shoes and my kids coming out with I mean, the shoe, there's nothing wrong with the shoes she's wearing. They're New Balance shoes. They are from last spring. So they might have a little bit of dirt on them, but there, there's nothing wrong with them. She's wearing shorts that uh, they're not the same shorts that they're wearing. And she's wearing, she's wearing a uh, Motorhead t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's my kid. So she came and she said, dad, and before she, she said anything i said i see it i said tomorrow we're gonna go fix that so she went to the she she went to the mall with my wife and they had the list and uh it was a little expensive of course that's what it is shoes aren't you know 50 bucks or 30 bucks anymore is you know good quality shoes are about 100 150 bucks and then uh, she had to get a couple of pairs of shorts and a couple of uh you know different shirts that she can wear for practice and under her jersey and stuff and uh uh, had to get some new knee pads because uh, her knee pads are a little bit small. So she went out and got all of that. And while that happened, I uh, cleaned the house, did the laundry, pulled the bedding off of all the beds, did all the bedding because we haven't uh, done the bedding in a few weeks. So it was like, yep, time to do the bedding. Uh, let's see, pulled the screens off all the windows and uh, washed all the screens on the windows. Uh, boy, I did a ton of stuff. Yeah. Oh, we have a heat recovery system. You ever heard of this? So this is a heat recovery system. It's huge in Canada, right? So you know how your furnace, it comes out from the floor and it pushes everything up. Well, at the top of the ceiling in every room, we have these vents that draw the hot air and it brings it back down into this recovery system down by the furnace and it filters it and then it pumps it back through the small vents. So what happens is, is your furnace runs a lot less. If you have your dryer on in the, uh, and you know, we've got a little room there that we've got uh, for the washing machine. You shut the door to that 
and you leave that thing running and the heat from the dryer will actually heat the whole house. So I had to take the filters out of that and they're like a sponge filter. They're not yep. paper. Those things were just disgusting. It had been about three months since I did. One was just completely covered in golden retriever dog hair. Right, the other was yes, dude. That's the biggest thing here is, I guess, the tip here because I just switched out um, filters for the house last week too. You know, especially like when you have the the units that we have here, which is like refrigerated air heater. Like it's all kind of these enclosed units. Obviously, like same thing. Like it, it pulls in the air and it's in the hallway. So I pull out. Like just when those filters are done, dude, they're completely oh. like, they're just full of hair and yeah. you have to do that. So if you want to avoid paying like a thousand bucks to fix your furnace or fix anything, it's just change the filters because if not, then you're going to have to spend a lot of time cleaning out the gunk oh, yeah. up into it. So yeah, I do that. Like I, I change, I have to change the filters. It used to be every three months. It's every month, dude, that I need to yeah. switch. Like it's, it's monthly yeah. where I'm either hosing them and at least cleaning them and putting them back in or buying completely new filters. So that's yep. as soon as you get before we had the golden retriever, it was three months, sometimes four months. Now with the golden retriever, it's every month. Yep. It is every month because you pull that filter out and ours are like paper filters that go right into the furnace. Right. Yeah. And, and you pull that filter out and that, that thing just looks disgusting. And you know, what's funny is, is you can tell when it needs to be done because the sneezing increases in the house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden you, you wake up one morning and it's about the 25th of the month and somebody sneezes and a little while later, somebody else sneezes. And then the next day, three or four more sneezes and you go, wait a second, how's that filter? And that filter's just disgusting. Yep. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. Right. And my son always asked me, why do we have to uh, clean this? And I said, well, it's, it's the, it's the air we breathe, buddy. We want nice, clean air. And we right. want to make sure the furnace is nice and clean. And so I pull it out and he always goes, oh my God. And he goes running away. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is, dude. It's, it's not good. It's yeah. not good. No. No. Um, we take the vacuum too. And I vacuum that little slot area because it gets some dust on it and stuff. Like we've yeah. already replaced the squirrel cage. That's the fan. We've already replaced the fan in this furnace. And the furnace is only like four years old. Yeah. So... Yeah, you, you got to try and save money where you can. Yep, right? absolutely, man. How's the fantasy football going? Man, well, I, I'm doing good in our league. Um, my other leagues, I just kind of, I, I, I shat the bed with one because I started Trey Lance, and that just completely tanks your team when your quarterback gets two and a half points. So You know, and I'm glad that you brought up Trey Lance. There's a handful of people out there that are making comments about uh, Trey Lance and they could have, they, they took, you could have had fields, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you, if you make a joke about somebody's either death or injury, you are a low class of person. Mm -hmm. Walk the fuck away from the social media, go outside and talk to people. Because if you said that to somebody in person, you get a smack in the face. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't cheer that Trey Lance is hurt. Don't cheer he's out for the season, man. He's like he's out for the season. Like this guy, this guy, I mean, this guy is just trying his absolute best. And then he gets this bad break like this, like terrible. And I know some people are going, Oh, well, Matt, you said uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was going to start by week six. And I was like, yeah, because I thought Trey Lance was just going to play terrible because he's so young and inexperienced. 
Not that he was going to get injured. I didn't have that on the scope at all. But I want to take a look at my fantasy team here, and I want to kind of go through this with you here because this is this has now happened to me. This is now two years running. Okay. So what happens is, is I draft these guys like in the first couple of rounds and then, and then they get injured and can't play the rest of the season. And this is how I lose every year. So of course I had uh, Kittle. Kittle is out again, two games yep. in a row, you know, Kittle. And he was a game time decision. So that was nice. Two minutes before the game. Yep. And then uh, let's see here. So let's, let's start with this. So I had uh, Jerry Judy from Denver who caught wow. uh, uh, one pass and then uh, was out rest of the game. I had uh, Brandon Cooks. Uh, let's see here. I had uh, Romeo Dobbs, and uh, Dobbs is going to get his. I, I've got my money where my mouth is with Dobbs. Dobbs is going to get his. I had the Ravens defense, and let me tell you, the Ravens defense was at 28 points after quarter one, and I was like, here we go, baby. And then, of course, Miami just – it tore them a new ass, so they got one point. <laughs> Romeo Dobbs, 4.7. Brandon Cooks, 9.4. He dropped three passes that game. Oh, I was so upset. And then, of course, I have Aaron Jones, 32 points. Nick Chubb, 32 points, but that's nothing. So I'm playing against Carla. Carla has Matt Ryan, 0.8. I'm like, yeah, suck it. <laughs> she has Cordell Patterson, 4.1. I'm like, yeah. She has Edwards. From uh, Kansas City, 15. I'm like, okay. And she has Cooper Cup go off for 30. She has oh, St. Brown go off for damn near 40 points. She has Drake London, 25 points. Then she has the Buccaneers at 28 points. I know I still got two players left, but here's my two players for tonight. I am down. The score right now is 160.7 to 106.96. So basically I need like, like 55 points or more, right? Yep. Two players, 55 points. Here's my two players. First player, Singletary, running back from Buffalo. Okay, not bad, right? Maybe. Playing against Tennessee, might get a couple of touchdowns. He might be 25 points. That get me about halfway there. Who's the other guy? Oh, uh, Hooper from Tennessee because uh, Kittle was a game-time decision, and this is all I could get my hands on. Hooper from Tennessee. So I need Hooper, who um, looks like he is uh, scheduled for seven points to get uh, four times that amount. And I've got Singletary, who's scheduled for 11 points to get three times that amount. And then I'll win. You never know. I do know. I'm not winning. <laughs> <laughs> I do know. How's our league going? Oh, so uh, let's see. Uh, Bruce, you won your battle against uh, That's What Cheese Had against Colton Moore. Yep. Uh, I've got one more guy to go still as well. I've got Stefan Diggs tonight. But uh, yeah, doing bodies hit LaFleur. looks like he is going to beat uh wilson but that's good because wilson kicked my ass last week yeah uh let's see here pack rats 149 oh look at this eh he's just a slight margin of victory over nick and nick has apparently got uh, a couple more players to go yet uh, tonight he's got Kirk we- cousins and uh brown um aj brown still so there's Ooh. still a chance there that he he's it's going to be it's going to come down to the wire for that's going to be a fun matchup right there because he's down 46 points but he's got Kirk cousins and aj brown to try to pull this win off so let's see what happens there 
Brad uh, is uh, going, well, it, this one looks close. 139 to 135 over uh, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy looks like he's going to win that by four points, but we'll have to see at the end of the, at the end of the day. And then of course, uh, team brute is uh, taking a beating from Packer flyer uh, 110 to 73. So we've got uh, Carla who's in first place. Carla who's never played before. This is always happens. The rookie that's never played before always, always has a great, because everybody tries to help the rookie. Nobody tries to help the host. No. Who's in 12th. <laughs> Bruce is in third. Hey, Wilson's in second, right? Uh, Nick is in fourth. Colton Moore fifth, and to round out the top six, Pack Rats. I'm just glad that Jeremy is down at the bottom with me. That's right. Yep. You guys are racing to the bottom. It's fantastic. Racing to the bottom. I'll be right. down here. I'll be down here holding the uh, the bottom. Uh, that's it for uh, Monday Mailbag. You got any questions for us? Don't forget you can send them to us at Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. That's all one word, Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. You can find us on Twitter at Borders Packers. You can find us on Instagram, Packers Without Borders, and Packers Without Borders merch. You can go to Packers Without Borders at my.shopify.com. You can also go to Patreon front slash Packers Without Borders and really appreciate the support there, folks. And you also can go to Public. Uh, Packers Without Borders, if you want to get mugs and the different types of memorabilia things we got going over there. Um, don't forget to go to manscaped.com. Dos Papas is the code. Use that in the next couple of weeks and help us out there, but really appreciate all the support. You guys are awesome. Peace. Go Pack Go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And Go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. We take this disgrace Another Bears fan Throwing insults in our face The Packers are the greatest team To ever play the game Even if from time to time They've been a little lame How could you ever love a team With Jim McMahon Not even Porky Pig Was as big a him They got a reputation That's mostly based on luck The Bears still suck The Bears still suck the bears still suck. The bears still suck. The bears still suck. They really, 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 really suck. Yes, the bears still.